0: Good morning and welcome to God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading the Word of God in its entirety from Genesis to the end. And today we are going to be reading Genesis chapter twenty six. Now we try we do use the original languages as a guide to understand some concepts better and also to explain different word meanings in scripture. And we are in Genesis chapter 26 today, and we read from the New King James Version Bible. So if you don't have that Bible, you can find it for free on Blue Letter Bible or the Bible Hub or other online sites. So without further ado, let's begin. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of Philistines, in Gerar. Then Yahweh appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. So God sometimes tells people to go to Egypt, sometimes not. So He has definitely here made it very clear don't go there. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Again, another prophecy of the Messiah, who comes from this lineage. Yeshua was born through the descendants of Isaac here. And his descendants have become as, big, as, many, as, the multiply, um, um, as many as the stars. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws so we can pass on blessings to our children people. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked about his wife, and he said, she is my sister, for he was afraid to say she is my wife, because he thought, lest the men of the place kill me for Rebecca, because she is beautiful to behold. Um, Notice the same sin happening in his father, when he was afraid that They would kill him because Sarah was beautiful. So again, he feared and sinned, and it does cost him a consequence, just like it did his father. Verse 8. Now it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw, and there was Isaac showing endearment to Rebekah, his wife. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, quite obviously she is your wife. So how could you say she's my sister? Isaac said to him, because I said lest I die on account of her. So... He was caressing. The word showing endearment in the, chapter, in the verse above was caressing. And Abimelech's like, okay, that's your wife. That is not your sister. Obviously, there was some kind of affection that would not have been between a brother and sister. Verse 10. And Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the people might soon have lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt on us. Notice here how even they understood right and wrong. It was wrong to take another man's wife. It was wrong to, to cheat Uh, or have sex with somebody else's wife. I mean, I love that morality still existed on a level back then. They were virgins when they got married. They expected her to be a virgin. And here it was like, you can't sleep with somebody else's wife. That's what we need to get back to, people. So Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and Yahweh blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him, of course, right? Socialism at work, um, which is the <clears throat> politics of envy. Here's Yahweh just blessing this man, and they get envious of him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with the earth. with earth. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Now, these Philistines, many people believe and trace back to the modern-day Palestinians. Verse 16, And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. He's actually sent away for being blessed and prosperous. And how many times do you see that today? You do. You just look at just instances around. People get so jealous. Why not be happy and why not serve God and and turn your life over to him and want those same kind of blessings. Verse eighteen. And Isaac dug again. The I'm sorry. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarrelled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying the water is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek because they quarrelled with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Sitna. Now, the first one meant quarrel. The second one means enmity, verse 22. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called his name Rehoboth because he said, For now Yahweh has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And that one means, so Rehoboth, I'm sorry, Rehoboth, sorry, means spaciousness. Then he went up from there to Beersheba, and Yahweh appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. Let's pass on these blessings, people. So he built an altar there and called on the name of Yahweh, and he pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants dug a well. Then Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Ahuza, one of his friends, and Phicol, the commander of his army. And Isaac said to them, why have you come to me since you hate me and have sent me away from you? But they said, we have certainly seen that Yahweh is with you. So we said, let there now be an oath between us because, I'm mean, sorry, between you and us and let us make a covenant with you <laughs> that you will do us no harm since we have not touched you and since we have done nothing to you but good and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of Yahweh. So they recognized Yahweh's hands on him. And rather than joining with him and helping him and helping each other, they got the jealousy, said, well, just just don't hurt us. Like, you go away from us, but just don't hurt us. And gosh, is that not sad that people just can't love each other and help each other and be happy for each other? Verse 30. So he made them a feast and they ate and drank. Then they arose early in the morning and swore an oath with one another. And Isaac sent them away and they departed from him in peace. It came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him about the well which they had dug and said to him, we have found water. So he called it Shavuot. Which means oath or seven. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba, well of the oath, to this day. When she, when Esau was 40 years old, he took as wives Judith, the daughter of Birai the Hittite, and Basemath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and they were a grief of mind to Isaac and Rebekah because, of course, he took pagan wives. He didn't take godly or familial wives. So let's just remember even if you see God's hand on someone, Why not join with that person and get to know God like they do, or follow God like they do, and become the servant God wants you to become? Let's not be jealous, but encourage each other and admire each other, uh, admire God's work in our lives, and help each other become the best. Love you all. Have a super blessed day.